my friends, it's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. Part of ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to bring the gospel to every corner of the earth. Whether you are walking with Jesus for a long time or haven't even met him yet, he will meet you where you are. We hope these are resources that are of use to you, whether it's books, pastors, worship bands, our previous devotionals, check them out. Uh, Charles Spurgeon's Morning by Morning is just an awesome uh, devotional. So I hope you enjoy this message and our other content. We look forward to hearing from you. You can drop us a line in the comment section. We read them all ourselves. And if this ministry has blessed you in any way, you can click the Donate Now button. Yes. That was so good. Harnessing the power of the Internet. That's my tagline. On the oh, side. my gosh. I love that. Thank you. And having Jesus meet you where you are. Where you are. I love that. Um, as Hedia said, we're reading from Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon, which I can't find the, the box. There it is, the window. Um, and it is, what is it? March 26th. 26. The reference is John 18, 8, that says, I told you that I am he, Jesus answered. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. Charles says, dear soul, Notice the care Jesus exhibited for his sheep, even in the midst of his hour of trial. While submitting himself to his enemies and facing death himself, the controlling passion of his life remained constant, and he graciously interceded on behalf of his disciples, speaking words of power to set them free. As a sheep before her shears in silent, so he did not open his mouth for himself. Sorry, he didn't open his mouth for himself, but he spoke with almighty power on behalf of his disciples. This is love, constant, selfish, faithful love. Selfless. And selfless. <laughs> selfish. Like, let me say that again. This is love, constant, selfless, faithful love. Yet isn't there far more here than meets the eye? Ah. Don't we hear the very soul and spirit of the atonement in his words? The good shepherd lays down his life for the, the sheep and intercedes for their freedom. He became the security for their debt, and therefore justice demanded that those of whom he was a substitute should be set free. In the midst of Egypt's grip of bondage, Jesus' voice rings out with mighty power. Let these men go. It is from the slavery to sin and to Satan that the redeemed of God must emerge in the dungeons of despair as in the pilgrim's progress by John Bunyan. These words echo through every cell. Let these men go. Then Mr. Despondency and his daughter, much afraid, come forth. Satan hears the mighty voice of the Lord, which he knows well, and lifts his foot from the necks of the fallen. Death hears it as well and opens her graves, allowing the dead to rise. The newly free now travel the path of progress, holiness, triumph, and glory, and no one will dare keep them from it. No ferocious lion or other ravenous animal will cross their way. The morning buck has drawn the aim of the cruel hunters upon himself, and now even the most timid doe and fawn of the field may graze in perfect peace among the lilies with those they love. The thundercloud has burst over the cross of, of Calvary 
and the pilgrims of Zion will never be struck by the lightning bolts of God's vengeance. Come, dear heart, rejoice in the immunity your Redeemer has secured for you and bless his name all day, every day. You know, the, the first thing that, that strikes me that I brought up when we read it the first time is that, that this happened after when he was bleeding blood, that they're sweating blood, and seeing that the men that were you know supposed to be his security were all asleep. Yes, many times. And they disappointed him, and he went back three times, and they, they're all sleeping. Yes. And yet he went over there and said, I am he. Let them go. Still did that. And I love how Spurgeon draws the analogy to God saying, um, to Pharaoh, let my people go that through Moses. Mm. Um, and it's this constant reminder. It should be a constant reminder to us that throughout our life, Jesus has said, says this, let my people go. And that we have to live in that victory that he has set us free. We are only prisoners now of our own making because he has set us free. And what that freedom truly means is the freedom to not have fear of what life may give us because he's on the throne and in control and that we should go boldly, whether it's preaching the gospel or being a good witness to our families and friends. It's that power, that security, that courage comes from the fact that he has paid our debt. So imagine the analogy that came to my mind was you're buried in personal debt, credit cards, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mortgage, and you just can't make ends meet. And you just feel like you're buried, constantly buried. And some absolute stranger walks into the door and says, you know what? I'm paying all your debts. Mm -hmm. What kind of freedom would you feel? Like that you would feel instantly. Oh, my God. This amazing thing has happened. I am now free from all of these burdens and these shackles. Well, Think about the price that God paid us for in eternity, that the Lord Jesus' sacrifice gives us in eternity a freedom of a debt-free life. Mm. And what that's supposed to spawn in us of gratitude, of love, of action, that we have that free gift of salvation. Our debt has been paid. And what does that mean for how we should be living our lives? Wow. Um, it made me think of this scripture of Luke 10. Um, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and all, over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. If we remember that all the time, then we know that every trial that comes our way and every challenge um, is temporary. And that temptation that Satan tempts us with, there's always a means of escape. Mm. Because we ultimately must end up victorious. It's really comforting. It is. It's beautiful. You know, it's interesting. I mean, there's a couple of things that you remind me of in both their personal stories. Let's <laughs> try to think of another word. Um, but um, the only thing that I could... I can even come even close to comparing those two is that as a police officer, you're often working for sergeants and lieutenants that you don't often get along with <laughs> and even beat partners. 
and you could be in an argument with one of them about something who knows what it is but or a lieutenant could have just or a sergeant could have just disciplined you for something that you perceive to be pretty silly or made a decision that um you know you didn't agree with and then you leave that call and you're on another incident and now that person is in trouble and you you were so angry at that person and you're, you're, you're essentially, you're saying on the last call, you were just sleeping and I needed you. And now on this next call, now he's in trouble. And you're like, so like, well, you can't just leave. I mean, you can't go, well, it's time for me to go home. It's time for another officer to go. Now you have to say he's caught in a crossfire inside of a building or something like that, which, which happens. Yeah. And now you have to go in there and get him, and re and, and you're required to, to uh, shoot cover fire or put your, patrol car in the space between him and the shooter and go rescue him i mean yeah. that's a you know that happened i don't know maybe four or five times where something like that where there's a person that i did not quite like you, <laughs> you don't even think i mean there's not even the process of like hesitating there's no like i can't it's just your fellow police officer who's in trouble and you go and take care of it, it there's there's no process of that his life. Mm. but what the point i'm getting to is that J jesus did it because of love we did it because of duty is that the same thing no no <laughs> for sure not. that's where that's where i wanted to get to because we did it almost on a daily basis of course yeah i mean you've worked with alongside people right and you don't get along with all of them sometimes you really can't stand the other person and you don't think they're very moral or they're not very uh, upstanding and that but yet you have to go to bat for them or you have to cover them or you have to do something. But uh, rarely that I, can I ever think of that it, it, it was because of love. I mean, I love the for profession. Family. For family, you do it for love. Yes. Oh, that's for sure. Oh yeah. But that's what I'm saying is that there, there's that difference. Like you, you, we for can sure. say that, well, we would do that, but it's, is that really for love? Is it, is it the same thing? Like it's really hard to imagine that kind of love especially Jesus knowing what he was about to go through. He knew what he was about to go and he was, and he did not want his disciples who let him down so greatly and essentially turned him in, for the, you know, one, one of them. them. And, um, and yet he. And knowing that they were going to betray him later. <sighs> None of them would even be at the cross. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, um, I was telling Andy the other day, we had some a workman come in the house and I said that I cannot explain the compassion that I, I feel for this gentleman. Like I just wanted to give him stuff to do so I could pay him. Uh, it reminded me of people I run into at Starbucks, you know, it's, and you, when that welled up in me, I was so grateful to the Lord because I knew it was his love. Mm. There was something that the Lord was sending me. It was his agape love that he wanted me to give out, like he just gave me, I often pray, um, oh Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. And so I find myself um, suddenly sensitive to things and people that I would never otherwise have noticed even. Uh, and so I just get a glimpse of what our Lord is trying to teach us in terms of love, love, love. It's his love flowing through us. We talked about this before. It's not ours. Mm. that's why when you think about did i ever love anybody did i ever do that i love no because it, it's, it's a supernatural experience when agape love of god flows through you and outward mm. 
It's 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 like nothing we're capable of on our own. Nothing. Wow. Then you were talking about paying the debt. And then also, was there something about holding the security deposit or something like that? There was something else in there. But either way, it's, it's freeing you of the shackles of, of debt and, and bills. And, 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 and most of it has to do with your bad decisions that caused you to be in this place. Same with sin. Mm, yes. He's paying the price of shame, of guilt, of how you abused yourself at others. Right. And he's saying, son or daughter, I'm, I'm going to pay that price. Don't carry that anymore. Don't carry that into your future. I've paid that price. Go on your way um, and make a new life. Mm. Make a new life in my name with honoring me. Be a good witness of what I have done for you to set you free. Right. So in my life, for the second Andy story, that I, I don't know that I've ever really shared the, the entirety, and I probably still won't, but most of it, more than I've ever had before, that I had great success, had Big companies had lots of employees. A lot of things were going right. Had savings. Had security. Had security, and then I lost it all. Ended up the other way around, where hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, taxes, um, you, you name it, all based on a bad decision, a series of bad decisions, <laughs> and and bad behavior. I don't know why this keeps doing this. Um, series, you said series. Oh, series. Woke up. <laughs> I don't need anything. Siri. Um, and yet after, I mean, it's just so much greatness during this period of time in my life that Jesus came to me, Salt Lake City. I first repented and asked for forgiveness and, um, and then made a series of steps in the right direction towards God, building my relationship with him that, and I'm not saying that God gave the world COVID so that I could get out of debt. However, it, it, it's miraculous that through a series of events that I was able to save the house, number one, because of him. And then the market changed so that my house blew up in price so that Meanwhile, I could I'm not even paying for it. <laughs> well, like nobody paid mortgage for a year and a half. Mortgage forgiveness for yeah. a year. And then I, then we sold, then somebody left a card on my, on the, on the front porch when this is after yeah. I met you and, and, you know, we sold it for just the right amount of money so that I could pay off all my debt and my taxes. And then of course I had cancer. Then you were able to sell your house, which then gave us the ability to free me of the cancer. That is good. And it's just, it's so miraculous. None of, none of this could have ever happened in any other time. Other than that, that, that window of time, yes. that, that window of opportunity that God said, Andy, you've, you've, you see, you've seen the light and you've asked for my forgiveness and you've repented and I love you and I'm going to pay all your debt. It, it is, it is, it is an, it is a miracle. It truly is. And it, it, and I didn't deserve it. We never do. Never do, but um, I, I out of all people didn't deserve it. Um, I don't deserve you. I don't deserve anything. But God is great. The um, all everything has just been wow. This all came to me when you were talking. Aww. But I had to share the first story to get to the second story. But um, it is it is miraculous. Let's talk about Kate if you don't. Unless you had something you wanted no. to say. Um, Kate is in pain. Yeah, I'm sorry, Kate. I know you had. Um great hopes for the treatment. So I guess that means it's not, it's not working. 
and um, we're very sorry to hear that. And uh, we're praying for you, Kate. We're praying for, Lord, we just ask for your supernatural healing to your faithful daughter. We lift up Kate to you, and uh, she knows you love her, and we know you love her. And it's just this this never-ending cycle of pain that she just wants freedom from, Lord, and we know that she will receive it. We know and we believe and we hold on to your promises that she will be relieved of this pain, Lord. And we just ask that it be sooner rather than later. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we ask these things. And we know that you are the ultimate healer. You are Jehovah Rapha. And you gave your son for us to be free. And to be ultimately free is to live not only emotionally free, but also physically free of pain, Lord. And so we're asking for that, for that grace, that mercy. Um, for our sister Kate. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah, we want that healing. He yeah. is the, the same God that has been able to do miraculous things forever. forever. <laughs> and uh, I just and shared one that is, is I'm so not deserving. And I, he can do it for you. And I don't know, Kate, if you know other people with this condition, but I have two sisters, very dear friends of mine that lived many years literally their entire bodies that felt like fire uh, that ravaged their bodies after it was actually after cancer treatment. So they got um, autoimmune diseases that just ravaged their body. And then one day it was just gone. It was just gone, wow. you know, uh, 20 years, you know, in a house, not being able to move, not being able to spend time with others, uh, automatic like rashes and, just burning like the insides of their body on fire. Um, so Kate, the Lord heals and redeems and restores. And we are absolutely believing that for you too. Yes. One day when you least expect it. Yes. Um, you want to read what Jim said first or the scripture? Uh, we could do Jim's. Okay. Where's my mouse? There it is. Oops. Jim Ryman. An intercessor is someone who not only prays for you, but is also someone who's willing to take your place. Thus, Jesus qualifies on both counts. He told Peter, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, but I have prayed for you. Then he prayed for his disciples and for you by saying, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for all those who will believe in me through their message. And that's us. Mm -hmm. Of course, now he is seated at the right hand of the throne of God and always lives to intercede for you. He became the substitutionary sacrifice for you as a believer, as well, taking your place on the cross. When you were dead in sins, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, canceling the written code. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Mm. That's Colossians 2, 13 through 15. All right. In the scripture for the devotional. John 18, 18, we read, Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you're looking for me, then let these men go. His intercession. Isaiah 53, 7, a prophetic scripture about Jesus. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he did not open his mouth. Again, the majesty of that written 700 BC before Christ appeared on the earth. Wow. And the people say, how do you know the Bible is true? Right there. <laughs> that is crazy. Yes. 
First John 4, 4 10. 10. Um, this is love, not again that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Absolutely beautiful. So some of the other comments, the profound hugeness of Jesus's love is overwhelming in a good way, Lisa says. And she says, thank you for the prayer. And amazing things happen when we put and keep God first. Yes. I loved your story. Oh, thank Yay. you. <laughs> and agreeing in prayer for Kate. Mm-hmm. So today we had finally Pastor Jack. Pastor Jack. Jack. <laughs> it was so. Um, so we go to uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, with Pastor Jack Hibbs, and um, today was the first day he was back after two weeks of being in Hawaii. And one thing he shared in the first service that he didn't uh, in the second service is that people were saying, "Oh, you had to be in Hawaii," and he goes, "Hey, listen, I had to. I had to." I was, I, was, I was working and then you know hawaii also is not as a if you just look at the um the uh the amount of suicides that happen in hawaii it, there's a little bit of a darkness in in that place yes. there's obviously some beautiful aspects of hawaii but he also talked there's about it's, it's one of the leading uh, locations of suicide uh in our country and i don't know if it's the world but definitely in our country uh and then the other thing is if you i don't know if you've been to honolulu in the last couple of years but it is devastated by homelessness it is it yeah, is it you might as well go to san francisco it is it yeah. is so bad so he he, he said not that i you know i don't want to say <laughs> that it was a horrible you know because he was probably in maui i forget or oahu I can't remember exactly where he was, but everybody was like, going, no, you're in Hawaii for two weeks. And he goes, I wasn't vacationing. I mean, maybe for a few days I was vacationing. So um, the other thing uh, that when they started worship and then he came walking out, there was this feeling of, wow, it's, it seems like it's been so long, but it felt like home. Yeah. You That's know? what I tell you. Whenever <laughs> we visit churches, I was like, it doesn't feel like home. Mm. Our church feels like home. Hmm. Yeah, it does. Yeah, uh, today yeah. was like, you notice yeah, the every so often we get a little, you know, you uh, get a little, no, you get about the seating stuff oh, and the parking lot yeah, it's and a the, little, it's a little <laughs> overwhelming sometimes. Yes. But you know, when he's been gone for a while, it's that, 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 you know, missing home feeling yeah. that when you come back, you go, oh, okay, I'm so glad he's, I'm glad he's back. Uh, real quick. Carrie but says, the congregation oh. feels like home too. It does. We saw our friends again and yeah. everybody saying hi. This, I was thankful. Then we really said, hey, where have you been? Because they obviously were not around either. Or else they would have said that. <laughs> uh, but Carrie says uh, she spent 10 years in Hawaii. Oh, really a lot Carrie. of demonic activity in Hawaii. Yeah, there's so much idol worship too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, oh. I don't know if we need that. Oh, <laughs> web design. <laughs> we always get these things from web designers. Yeah. Um, and so. The other thing was that he felt like he was well-rested because his message was fiery yes, and on point. Um, is there one particular thing we, we talked through a little bit about some of the. Well, um, again, this is, there's no condemnation now in Christ Jesus, no condemnation now. Mm -hmm. This is uh, Romans eight, one through um, four, but just that, that again, the freedom. 
So he's talking about what that freedom um, gets us is this perfect union with God, a perfect union with the love of Christ. And it's just all the, the things we should be experiencing that the, once the condemnation has been removed. It's just like what we were talking about in this devotional, mm-hmm. that you should really appreciate all the gifts that he, it affords us by being children of God. Right. And what I picked up was uh, he uh, talks about, and he does this often, and talks about that are you, are you, are you just a Christian in name only? Or are you a believer in Jesus Christ and a follower of Jesus Christ? And I don't know if he said it. I just wrote this down and it really spoke to me that, that I, I wrote this now. I wrote this down as a Christian. I nearly missed out on an attorney with Jesus Christ in eternity with Jesus Christ. Sorry. As a Christian, I nearly missed out on an eternity with Jesus Christ. I was walking around a church. I was doing all the things and then not. Oh, right, because he also read the scripture of those that will not inherit the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And all of the attributes that he listed, um, it's very dangerous because if you engage in those, it says, and these will not inherit the kingdom. And so oh, it says here that the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresy, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelry, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom. Mm. And he's like, I don't know what else to tell you, folks. It's right there in black and white. Yeah. These people will not inherit the kingdom. So check yourself. Where are you in your walk? Are you engaged in any of those behaviors? Because you could be a Christian and miss out on an eternity with Jesus. <laughs> yes. The rapture will happen and you'll be like, oh my God, I am still here. <laughs> my loved one is gone, right. but I'm still here. You know, there's those Facebook posts that has about 20 items. Like how many of these things have you done? Sky dove, uh, got a tattoo, got a piercing, went on a cruise. It has this whole list of stuff. Uh-huh. And quite often I, I, there's like three that I've, I've not done. Um, and then there's that list. And... At least I've not murdered anybody. <laughs> right. We've well, killed people, but you haven't murdered anybody. No. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> why are we laughing? Um, I've never murdered anybody. I can say that during that period of time. Um, and then there's this list that he writes, uh, and it's, uh, there is therefore now absolute freedom as a true, as a, a yes. Christian who has a relationship with God. And that is the freedom is from the weight of condemnation, uh, from your guilt being uncovered um, from the moment conviction takes hold and from the grief caused by personal sin. That's your, you're freed of all that stuff, but a freedom. And if you are not, then why are you? Right. It is, it is again. And I think I said this yesterday, it is an entirely different life having a true relationship with Jesus Christ. There's nothing like it. I could not even imagine. I, I had this other thought of what it meant to be, was was less stuff, less fun, less less debauchery, <laughs> and I was like, I did not want to let those things go, and I, here's what I thought. But I have again one more time for those of you who missed it that I, I've not had such joy 
and love. It is a pure love. Uh, my love, uh, our love together, and my love for you is so it's so different than anything I've ever experienced before. Yeah, it's it's so crazy. The love of my kids and the the oh the heartache when that comes from that love is that yeah. I mean, yeah. which is joyful, but it's painful. <laughs> <laughs> that you want more of them and you just hope that they will also have that same relationship with God. And you try to tell them, listen, I promise you that, that whatever you saw me doing in the past and you thought I was enjoying it, this is way better. This life is way better. And I hope that uh, we can, we can um, share that with them. Carrie uh, says, I murdered someone in my heart before I became a Christian. <laughs> Hate is no longer in my vocabulary, thanks to God. It's so oh. true, right? It's so true. Oh, my gosh. See, now, maybe I have murdered somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that counts? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, I got, I got dead bodies all over the place. <laughs> dead bodies in business, dead bodies in relationships. Um, uh, right there with you, Andy. How to see we were, Lisa says. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is. It is so awesome. God is good all the time. I don't know what it's like to be 600 pounds, you know, in weight. But that's got to be a burden. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it'd be almost like that, like what a person might feel when they've had that, like, shaved off of them and uh, can live the freedom, life. The freedom, whether it's, it's debt, you know, mm. it's just having the, the burden of debt. Debt to people, debt to humanity, debt financially. Whatever it may be, you know, just being free of that is, is a, is a priceless, priceless You know, the other thing, just one last thing, because we're, we've had a long day, um, is that the other thing that I worried about, this is so silly now that I think about it. One of the biggest things I think, even during that period of time of being a Christian in name only, um, is that I didn't want to go full Christian because of the the criticism I would get from people. Oh, oh, you one of those you're or, or like there's no way that you're a Christian. Like so I couldn't go full Christian because my friends would have said, "What you can't go have a beer with us? What you what you're now all godly and all that? Have you read the Bible?" And so I I was so um uh not afraid. That's not really. I wasn't like scared. Well, maybe I was. I don't know. But I just didn't want to go through it. But now I, I love going through it because I know that that's what people think. And I just go, I, I, I know it's crazy. It's crazy that I thought that it was better to be like you. <laughs> and, it's way, it. and, uh, and you don't can, you don't have to believe it. it. You don't have to, um, uh, you know, think a certain way about me uh, because I'm still, I'm still a man. I'm still human and I'm still flawed. And that's the beautiful thing is that I accept it and I know it and I'm willing to tell you about it and, and lay, lay it all out there for you and, and share my flaws with you. Oh, Carrie's saying that Lisa's arcs pictures. I haven't seen them. I have to look it up. I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook. I'm not as, as, uh, as mm. vigilant as Andy is. So I missed it. <laughs> yeah. I got to see those too. <laughs> yeah. Lisa's saying it was the best trip ever. I got to go. Yeah. Full Christian. Full Christian. Going to go full Christian. <laughs> Other than the happy Christian, and one foot in, one foot out. Uh, Actually, maybe one pinky toe in, and the, <laughs> the rest of it was out. Um, one last thing I want to say is that we had the opportunity to go to um, the banquet for El Dorado uh, cheerleading. cheerleading tonight, and um, 
I, there were a lot of message, I, I think, of, um, of hope for our, our girls, that in cheerleading, that they can learn discipline, they can learn yeah. what it means to be uh, accountable and selfless disciplined all those things that, that that message really was strong with me tonight hearing oh, the yeah. coach really recognizing it with some of she the gave girls. awards she yep. gave awards to the most valuable player the best teammate um and the description was you know just amazing it was always show up on time never refuse a task willing to change their positions repeatedly and not complain always speaking good about others loving others lifting up their teammates and i was just listening i was like wow what a list, you know, mm. uh, and you just, you just, it's such a great thing to be able to, for the other girls to hear, like you said, when we were there, is it for them to hear, oh, wow. So that's what she's looking for. But it's, it's, it, it's not easy. It's not an easy right. bar. Um, but that, but it wasn't necessarily about winning. No, we, we want to win and we love, everybody loves winning. Everybody loves winning. Very, the, the, very the championship. little of it was about winning. No. It was about the effort that you put in. What is it you put into the program for the program itself, for uh, um, your team pride and your teammates and individual? Have you ever gone up to somebody and say, are you okay? Do you need help learning this move? Um, it's okay that you don't know this move. We can do this together or whatever right. that thing might be to learn how to do that. Right. That'll take carry take on criticism. Well, yeah. So I thought that was very good. I, they did. They did a great job. Um, I think at the banquet, oh, it, was, it was so crowded. How many, how many people? Because it's the team's 47 players wow. and their families. So at least about 100 people were there. At least. A little over 100. So it was really nice. I, I really did like that um, aspect of it. And we know we don't always see eye to eye to the coaches and things like that. We don't, you know, we're looking at it as parents. They're coming at it from coaches. And it's nice to have that moment together where we can kind of maybe hear some of the things that we don't know what's going on. Right. So it was good. And um, anything else? Did you have any more takeaway from that? No. It was interesting to go to a plate, a steakhouse, and then we had ham. <laughs> I don't know. I think they brought that with ham. Is it ham? Is it leftover from Christmas? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> that was the that was the meal. Ham and some old barbecue chicken. <laughs> we were just at this restaurant. So it was at the um, Orange County Mining Company. Orange County Mining Company, which we just went to a couple of weeks ago and had a fantastic steak. They had really good food. It was. It was uh, really I good. just ate a big potato. Oh, <laughs> I had an amazing steak. You had a prime rib. <laughs> oh, prime rib. Well, steak, prime rib. Um, but it was man magnificent. And but then to go there tonight and then have ham, just was weird. <laughs> But it's a good restaurant. It's just for the the catering, I guess. That's what they did. Yeah. So uh, look at. Um, oh, Lisa said, I like seeing Hedy's yeah. daughter team win. Yay. Yes. Yes. It was, awesome. it was so good. All right, my friends. Is that it? We love Snooks? you. Hope you had a beautiful weekend. And we look forward to hearing some praise reports from Kate. Yes. Yes, for sure. We love you, Kate. We'll be praying for you um, yes. throughout the throughout the week. Yes. Yeah. All right. That is it. We love you guys. God bless. God bless. Good Take night. care.